Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and I've entitled today's reading, Cognitive Dissonance. Sometimes, as I am simply doing life, I am aware of a dissonance, though not fully cognizant of just what I am seeing, until I mentally unpack it at a later time. Permit me to do that just now, with you. The first visual struck me late on a Thursday night as my husband and I quickly strode past Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in Manhattan. Within just a few feet on our left was the beautiful historic church. But her steps were filled with homeless people trying to sleep. Their bodies were stretched long way on the steps with pieces of cardboard atop them so they might keep warm, kinda. Now contrast that to the glittery extravagance of the brightly lit, glitzy windows of Saks Fifth Avenue and Cartier just across the street. Opulence versus poverty. Dissonance. The next day, the subway station provided another interesting scenario. Moving quickly toward our train that would take us toward Grand Central Terminal, there were several groups of people ahead of us clad in red vests. When I got up to them, I saw they were young, fresh-faced collegiates, and their vests read, Need prayer? Of course, I approached them and noted they were willing to say a word of prayer for any takers and even put some scripture in their hand. But then, juxtaposed to them were huge, poster-sized, absolute vodka advertisements with scantily clad women, suggesting a good time to be had when you drink absolute. They were every few feet along the wall. The contrast, a connection to hope in God versus a good time to be had from a bottle. Then, several weeks ago, a dear friend and a spiritual giant in my book shared with me about a regular trip he takes to the basement gathering in Long Beach where a lone pastor man teaches the word of God. Other nearby church folks came in to feed and clothe the homeless crowd, about two, 250 in number, several times a week. Can I go? I inquired. I want to see what you're doing up there. With his blessing, I saddled up my horse. Oh, not really. I loaded up my car with what I could collect, grabbed a friend, and drove up there. Here's what I saw up close and personal. Down and outers, being loved, given nourishment and respect, and more importantly, hearing the life-changing message of the gospel. I understood what Jesus meant when he said, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and so on. When did we do that, Lord? they asked him. Truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. You can read about that in Matthew 25. But when I left the place, drove the several miles back through Long Beach and down the highway into safe, mostly upscale Orange County area, I couldn't miss the contrast. Those who lacked the basics versus those who had no idea how many hurting people there are right next door, so to speak. I am drawn to the basement gathering and to the selfless work of the pastor man who leads them, Fred. Since then, I've gone back up there with more folk, and I get to go again this week to serve, to feed, to clothe. What a blessing. What a contrast. What dissonance. The last vignette I will share came from this week's sermon given by my pastor man, Todd. The text was Psalm 136. It is quite beautiful, very meaningful and absolutely foundational for the believer in his everyday existence. David, the author, gives a historical record of God's works and care for his people 
and ends each stanza with, His steadfast love endures forever. You see, at best, our lives will fade away like a flower in the field. But the love of our great God endures forever. Now that would be a good place to say, Hallelujah, or Praise God, or something like that. Need to know a little bit more about that love? You can go to YouTube and put in Daryl Evans and his song, Your Love is Extravagant. Or actually, you can go to pastorwoman.com and pick up the link in the middle of the morning briefing called Cognitive Dissonance. But either way, it sings of the beautiful love that our God has for us and how it's not, it's not cheap or selfish or pinched, but it's extravagant. Even though it makes no sense for God to keep loving us, in spite of our sinful default mode, to him there is no dissonance in this at all. These other real-life snapshots are somewhat strange for us to digest and to square, but not, not God's love, not in his divine economy. So I pray that you, as you're in your goings-on, in your, in your happenings, especially in this holiday season, no matter what is happening, but especially if you need to feel and know the love of God, that you will be aware, as it says in Psalm 136, that his steadfast love endures forever. There's nothing you can do to make it go away for you. God bless you, my friends. And if you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com and click on Morning Briefings. And again, the title, Cognitive Dissonance.